Hello everyone, it's me, your boy D, and I'm here to give you this piping hot tea. I hope everyone's having a good day. Um, well, the day kind of just started. I'm recording this at 630 because um, my mom woke me up making so much noise going to work. So I decided to just, you know, surf the internet. And, you know, I came across this story that I totally forgot about. Um, and it kind of goes well with what I um, said yesterday when I did my, um, my podcast about the porn industry. And so this is, I guess you could say, this is a part two to that video. And um, I will be, um, so what I'm going to do is, sorry, I'm still kind of halfway asleep. I wanted to go ahead and do this podcast because I figured why not do it now while I have everything fresh in my head. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, share some clips about the situation and then I'll give my opinion on it at the end. So, you know, the situation is um, back in 2019, um, a very famous porn star, August Ames, who was like a rising star in the industry. Very beautiful woman, I will say. She was very beautiful. She seemed, had a very pretty smile and everything. Um, and, you know, she had committed suicide. And I'm just going to play a little clip about the background behind it. And then I'll just play some subsequent other clips to go along with that. So, here we go. Oh, by the... Oh. And before I begin, this clip comes from Philip DeFranco, who is a very famous YouTuber. Um, he does a lot of commentary things. Um, I used to watch his show a lot back when I had time to, you know, watch um, commentators on YouTube. But here we go. Flash for comments she made about shooting with men who perform in gay porn production. On Sunday, she tweeted, Whichever lady performer is replacing me tomorrow for Erotic X News, you're shooting with a guy who has shot gay porn, just to let you know. Bullshit is all I can say. Agents really not care about who they're representing. LA Direct, I do my homework for my body. And very quickly, people started responding that she was homophobic, that she was discriminated. This both from viewers and performers alike. Just to go through a few, Alexis Monroe writing, If you have a personal problem, fine, but it's extremely rude for you to single out the gay community just because it's not your preference. You know girl girl is gay, right? And say, saying bullshit before your shoot with set performer for a big shoot he would have to get tested by the same testing companies we all use when the results are clear you are clear to fuck him and you can ask to use a condom if you want so there is literally no reason to discriminate then homophobic much holy shit this is homophobic guess i'm not a fan anymore disgusting discriminator jackson wheeler the world is awaiting your apology or for you to swallow a cyanide pill either or will take it austin wilde saying she's an uneducated homophobe making false statements based solely on our homophobia and lack of education on how things work in all areas of the industry there's the story Bruce Beckham turns out being an uneducated homophobe didn't get you a pat on the head. Maybe think next time before you word vomit for attention. Ames is also responding to a lot of this backlash, saying not homophobic. Most girls don't shoot with guys who have shot gay porn for safety. That's just how it is with me. I'm not putting my body at risk. I don't know what they do in their private life. Choose who you want to work with. Don't do anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. Share your thoughts. Mm, well, I did all three and Twitter took a dump on me. I don't have anything to apologize for. Apologizing for taking extra steps to ensure that my body stays safe. Fuck you guys for attacking me when none of my intentions were malicious. I fucking love the gay community. What the fuck ever. I choose who I have inside my body. No hate. And then on December 4th, she wrote, fuck y'all. And that ended up being her final tweet because reports came out Tuesday that she was dead. And the Ventura County Medical Examiner's Office later confirmed her death, saying that she had died of asphyxiation due to hanging. So after all of it, she killed herself. And following the Okay, so that's basically what had happened. Again, again, this, I, I want to apologize. This is from 2017 um, is when all this happened. And I remember seeing like this in the blogs because this was like a big story because apparently, you know, 
when you know it's always been like this when a well famous um white porn star white female porn star you know commits suicide is murdered the mainstream media and the mainstream news picks up on it because it's a good story and you know they use that to um already you know validate everyone's opinions about the porn industry you can look at um the playboy playmate of 1980 dorothy stratton whose boyfriend killed her and you know people blame the porn industry for that when really you know her boyfriend was was damn near crazy um there was a good movie made about that though you know you all should go check it i think it's called starlight starlet or something yeah it was very good it was a very good you know movie but digressing so that was the backstory of what happened and um you, you know, I'm going to just say this. When when I first saw this, you know, well, I, I'll hold off on my opinions about that later. But... Just tell me what's going on, man. But um, one of the stars, um, porn stars, um, Philip DeFranco mentioned, who um, kind of got upset with, um, with, um, August. Oh, who got, yeah, who got upset with August, Jackson Wheeler. Um... You know, for some reason, a lot of people, you know, attacked him personally. Well, not personally. They attacked him the most because he did tell her to take a cyanide pill. And again, I'm going to get my thoughts on that later about that whole situation. But, you know, he's kind of been blacklisted from that. He kind of was blamed for her death. And, um, you know, since then, some other information has came out. And, you know, he's kind of been, been a little... Um, validated but before we go into that I want to continue playing the rest of this Philip DeFranco clip to show you um, you know people who are um, on the side in the industry what they had to say Following this report, many friends start tweeting out the news, calling out the bullies and calling for change. Nikki Ben's writing, things need to change in this industry. Producers, companies, agents, and fans need to respect performers' boundaries. Kieran Lee writing, some people need to take a long, hard look at themselves today. Aramis Sartorio writing, no adult in this industry. Most of all, this industry, and I mean no fucking body has to ever work with someone they don't want. Be compromise enough. Keep your fucking feelings to yourself if you can't accept another human's choice. Hateful fucks. Carmen Karma writing, fuck all you who tweeted at her yesterday, fans and performers, making her feel bad about her own decision with her body. Stop fucking bullying. Adding, you never know who is depressed and your bullying can push someone over the edge. Shame on you. We also saw many people sending Okay. So I just wanted to continue playing that. Um, but this is what Jackson, Jackson Wheeler had to say. And this is coming from the Gay Goods um, podcast. And he interviews a lot of um, gay porn stars. So... Let me just find out. We literally have like so many people that are just so poorly uneducated that they don't offer value to society anymore. Like, unfortunately, we had a whole couple decades worth of education and schooling based on angels. Those bitches can kiss my fucking ass. Those ass. Sorry, you all. I I had a timestamp here, but it got lost. So now I got to find the actual clip. Of him talking about the incident. Let's see. Is this it? With the bit look at shit, so I can still log in with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, when when the Twitter ban happened, did it make you did it make you pause on being uh, a smartass on social media? Did you rethink it, or were you across the fucking world? And, and sex workers are being attacked. So you know, 
Only a matter of time before I gave them a reason. No difference than what happened with me and the homophobia that plagues the porn industry. You know, I gave them an excuse to kick out one of the most like fastest rising bisexual men in the industry that was probably going to push into the straight side too. They don't like that. They don't like that. They've effectively banned every single bi and gay dude from fucking with straight porn since for fucking so long now. And that's like their that's like their little crutch. It's like you know anybody old with influence as they get older, they just cling to like whatever they can for power. And that's one of the powers the straight industry has over the whole industry. A female can go touch a trans model or a, a, another woman. They don't, you know, she doesn't get blacklisted from anywhere. They still call it straight porn. But there are performers like Pierce Paris and Ricky Larkin and Dante Cole who are performing in both gay and straight porn. What studios are hiring them for straight porn? Uh, well, I don't know the straight studios, but Dante Cole just picked up the X as performer of the year. They're doing straight stuff is probably on their own, or it's probably, or they were probably paid before by a fan. I, am, uh, I don't know because Dante Cole just picked up X Men's Performer of the Year for gay and straight, like just across both categories. Sexual porn is considered straight porn. You do know that it's in the straight category. Uh, no, he uh, over in both categories. I do know all of us are doing bi porn. Bi porn is considered straight porn. They are not doing solely straight porn. Yeah. I mean, I the only reason when the only time they're doing a female, there's also another male involved, and they're interacting with that male. It is by porn, but it is in the straight category for things like expats. So yes, then someone like Dante Cole could fully become the gay and straight performer of the year because, like I said, they do. They are hiring us for by work. They will not let us work alone with like Brazzers or any of those. They're not hiring crossover models to deal with their females. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there is a, such a huge strain of homophobia in the straight side when it comes to performers who work in gay. People oh, yeah. do not so many so many people do not want to work with any performer who does gay scenes. It's not as many as you think. It's the studios and agents. Females really don't care. The females only care when the the agents and studios like fearmonger them. You know, the first they'll tell them, you know, don't work with crossover models; they'll ruin your career. You know, you also don't know what they'll have. They just like overwhelm them with like fears about working. And they'll, you know, the biggest thing that they hear though is don't work with them because they'll ruin your career. So they think I can't work with you because then I don't get paid anymore. I can't be seen with you because then I, you know, what I mean, like everybody, everybody at the end of the day, the reason why they do things is to protect us. You want to know people's real hidden agendas nowadays? It's all to protect us or get more of this in this yeah. country. And it got worse with COVID. So what happened? You you had a big mainstream. I mean, you went mainstream with the, the right in front of my salad scene, mm-hmm. and which everyone was talking about. Everybody knew about that scene. So I'm just gonna fast forward a little to see, you know, get where he talks about the honest situation. Gay studios. Um, I've been invited back at times to do work for after tweeting about not wanting to perform. Which those bitches can kiss my fucking ass. Or those assholes. I don't know who runs the studio. 
you know, but it just, I, I don't care. There's too many people for me to give a shit about a few people that don't like And the incident being uh, August Ames' suicide after tweeting about not wanting to perform with actors who did gay scenes. Right. Well, she got the biggest backlash and tongue lashing from her own female colleagues. But I talked to her brother about a month ago. And oh, really? He doesn't even blame me at all for that. He doesn't even think cyberbullying played at that big of a role in what happened. Really? That's her own brother. He, he just like uh, the book that came out by Ron Johnson. It's called The Last Days of August. You know, and he details how fucked up her husband was, and how the fact that he already had another wife commit suicide, and another wife is in the mental institution. Maybe he has a bad track record of taking young girls, forcing them into the sex industry, and fucking with their heads. That's what it really seems like. I mean, yeah, you got you got dragged hard. Uh, on Twitter. Oh yeah. oh yeah, of course I did. I knew it was going to happen. But you know, this the minute they doxed my family and posted pictures of where my kids were sleeping, I didn't give two shits who was hurt by a little tweet that I said. Like, you're you're you're, you're fucking on fire right now. And so yeah, I did I put my foot down and you know, I said, Hey, you know, if I'm the one they gotta come after, I don't think the rest of you are strong enough to take it. So let them bring it. I will survive. I know I did nothing wrong. And, uh, you know, when this all comes around, there's going to be a lot of people that look for my forgiveness or want a handout. And I'm going to remember what happened. So that's what he said on that podcast. Um, now, he's been doing, um, since the pandemic, you know, a lot of these little porn podcasts started popping up. I talked about that in my last podcast. And so, you know, he's been in the, in the gay porn podcast circuit. Um, he's been on a lot of people's shows. So he also did this other podcast, which I watched a few minutes ago. And I thought, you know, his feelings on this situation were also very interesting. So let me see if I can find a timestamp on this. Crazy, man. Oh, and this is this podcast is coming from um, this guy on YouTube, um, West Coast Rob. He has a um, YouTube podcast and his stuff is very well, good. Um, I suggest you go um, look him up if you, you know, like hearing stuff like this. But here you go. Even nowadays? Huh? Even nowadays? That's as much as I can. As much as I can. Listen, corporate doesn't care about you. They're just a chameleon to make sure they keep making money. It's kind of like all these corporations giving a shit about pride during June. They're yeah. just trying to get your money. They're just of trying course. to get you to buy their rainbow shit. That's, you know what I mean? So the straight side is only going to say what they need to say to make it appear like they're not the bad guy. They'll do, they'll do as little as they need to to get away with it. It's like it's like uh, the United States making Juneteenth a thing, but not doing anything about civil rights or police immunity or, you know. Yeah. But they, yeah. they give Juneteenth two years after... Asians get hit, get attacked for two weeks, and they pass an Asian hate bill. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. you know, it's like, of course. So the straight side and how they act is, uh, you know, I've always been vocal against them. Uh, I've always been vocal against the agents and how they lead the females through the industry. It's very racist. It's very prejudiced, and it's very homophobic. Um, you know, like a female, when they get in, what they'll typically try to do for a girl is they'll, they'll coach them through their career 
because the straight side has like a formula for models of how they're going to milk their image, right? Right. Because that's how they view each model as a product or a brand, right? Yeah. So corporate America. Um, so a girl, their typical career will go solo, 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 solo until the sales start dipping. Girl, 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 sales. Girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, sales dip. Fetish, fetish. The last thing they tell them that they can do is work with black models. Wow. They tell them that is at the tail end of your career, and that is when you will start going downhill. Dang, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Was there any like any time where you felt like you were just tired of all the BS and the industries? From the very beginning, and you know what? And I, I stayed. I, I patiently waited until I had. I felt like I had clout enough. Yeah. To start, you know, grabbing my balls. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I was doing it from the get-go. Every interview I got, I was I was pushing it out there. I was leaking it out there. You know, I was letting them know what the straight side was doing, like how they're just bullshitters and con artists, and just like these white dudes are just fucking evil. Yeah. Like, um, you know. And then what had happened is about the peak of my career, we were starting the the crossover models, the the buy ones of us were starting to push into acceptance. Like the, the peak of my career, we had a lot of things go down in the adult entertainment industry. One of the things was um, fat shaming was a big thing that we were tired of. At the AV, I don't know if you know what AVNs are. Oh yeah, of course. They would make the BBW models walk a separate red carpet. Wow. Like if you don't think that doesn't make them feel like oh, not, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Like so, like there's a lot of things like that. The fat shaming. The homophobia, the transphobia, like we attacked hard. Yeah. And you, you had people like me, you had people like Lance Hart, you had people like uh, my late best friend Alexander Gustavo. You had a lot of us like good guys, good, attractable guys, respectable, consent culture, just pushing forward, pushing forward, getting seen more. You know, the female models absolutely loved us because a, um, we tend to just be more secure about ourselves. You know, I mean,、uh, B generally the gay models and the bi models are far more attractive than the straight males. Because what nobody realizes is when they hire males, generally within the straight porn, it's all within like a click of friends. You know, so that's like their pussy dream. Oh, okay. They don't want you fucking with it either. Really? So it's really it's really click oriented. Yes. So much.、Though. That's why you always see, like, oh yeah, we always see the ugliest motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true, though. That's true. They friends. They're friends, or they did something for the person who owns the studio. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's like that.、Yeah. Trust me, the females, like the ones that are educated and, and do their research, because again, the the models, agents will let them know, like, don't don't hang around crossovers. Don't hang. You know, don't. Do anything with people that have done male-on-male work before, because it's going to do this to your career and that to your career. The fans don't give a shit. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Like, like if if if、uh, if the number one straight female did a scene with me right now, the last thing the fans are going to give a shit to do is to look up my fucking career. Right. 
extra. And even if they, and even if they did, they don't really give a shit because they're hurt. You know what I mean? Like if they're straight, they're looking at her anyways. Yeah. And then the ones that are watching it because they just want to see me fuck. Well, the, my fans already know that I'm just who the fuck I am and don't give exactly. a shit. And that's why they're watching it. Exactly. Yeah. But it's, this 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 industry is just it's so toxic. It really is. Uh, and uh, another thing that we try to address and. I don't think they hit it hard enough is the mental health issue in the industry. You know, uh, another another thing you'll, if you ever pay attention to the industry, you'll always hear about the females that kill themselves. The females, when the gay models, bisexual models, and trans models are committing suicide at a much higher rate. So, you know, those are the two podcasts, well, technically three podcast episodes um, from other people that give backstory on, you know, this whole um, that whole situation and, um, you know, the issues that stem from that. So I'm just going to give my opinion on this. Um, first of all, going back to the August Ames um, situation. Now, I'm going to just say this. Everybody has the right to sleep with whoever they want and people have the right to say, no, thank you. That's first and foremost. No one is, no one is entitled to someone else's body, time, or, you know, relationship. No one. Absolutely no one. And, you know, some some women will feel uncomfortable, you know, being with a bisexual guy or a guy who's done gay porn from a gay for pay. You know, that's just a fact of life. So, you know, I'm, you can't be mad at someone for that. You know, it seems that over over the past five years, it's been this like this movement on social media, of course, um, to you know try to shame people for their preferences, whether it's with racial preferences, skin um, color, eye color preferences, hair color preferences, body preferences. You know, and I'm sorry, you know, people can like who they like and can you know have sex with who they want to have sex with, as long as they're not being rude. Now, having said that on the rude part, I will say, um, you know, and, and this is no disrespect to the dead, but I kind of don't understand why August put that first tweet out, you know, like for instance, you know, that's how it all started when she said, you know, to the to the woman who's replaced me on this porn shoot, just know you shot with a guy who did gay porn and, you know, it's unhealthy. And, you know, she was kind of equating, you know, bisexual men or, you know, or the, the gay or gay men with, you know, automatically having HIV. And, you know, me personally speaking, I kind of just don't understand why she put that out there. And that's something, you know, that I think social media has done is that people will go on there and put, you know, everything on there, even their own personal opinions about stuff that can be really kept to yourself. Because me, personally speaking, I'm just like, why don't you keep, you know, girl, you could have kept that to yourself or you could have called that girl, the other woman on the phone, you know, so no one else's opinions would have been dragged into it. I'm just saying, that's what I would have did. If you felt strongly about that, you could have just called her on the phone. You know, you ain't had to put that out there in public for everyone to see. You know, cancel culture is some BS stuff then, but but sometimes some people wouldn't be putting stuff that should be kept, you know, behind closed doors on there and then get upset when they get a reaction to it. Now, having said that, um, that reaction to what she said, you you know, I, I thought I thought, you know, I understand some people were saying, well, you know, 
that that is a little uneducated or, you know, just because someone is bisexual, that doesn't mean they have HIV and stuff. I understand some of the other performers saying that, but, you know, the kill yourself or take that cyanide pill that Jackson Wheeler said, you, you know, I thought that was uncalled for. I do. I really do. I thought that was uncalled for. You know, everyone everyone who does in the porn industry is an adult. Trust me, after a bunch of lawsuits and scandals, they make sure you're an adult now. And so as an adult, we can sit there and have an honest discussion without, you know, telling others to go kill themselves and, you know, all that other stuff. Because, you know, me personally speaking, did I think August was being, was, is, is, was being homophobic? No. I honestly don't think so, no. And you know, I think I think, you know, social media makes just difficult conversations to have because you can't see the person. You're just hearing what they said and you can't see the person. And time nine times out of ten, you don't know the other person behind the screen or what they done been through or why they think the way they do. And you know, I think a lot of people take a lot of baggage with them from the past and they apply that to everyone who they, they think appears to, you know, think the way that others who have heard them thought, if that makes sense. Because, you know, the reason Jackson said that, and after listening to these um, both of them podcasts he was on, you know, I kind of understand why, you know, he has such, you know, disdain for the straight side of the industry. Because I've heard other bisexual porn stars say the same thing. Bisexual male porn stars even say the same thing. Um that you know the porn industry does treat you know the gay and bisexual side like you know the stepchildren especially the bisexual side i mean think about it the avn awards which is the oscars of porn you know back in the day the avn used to have gay and bisexual categories now you know there's just a separate award show for that um and, you know, like Jackson said, you know, they'll let you know if they want, you know, two two men and one girl, they'll let, you know, the gay or bisexual actor come over. But that's about it. You can't do nothing else. And um, what he said about, you know, agents telling, you know, a lot of the white girl, white female performers, you know, oh, don't do this, don't do that. And then that little list, you know, that is true because I've heard a lot of black male performers um, say the same thing, especially in the 90s. You know, go look up Shawn Michaels' porn interviews. He said that before, that, you know, it's mostly the agents who be controlling these girls' careers. And so I understand, you know, the disdain and, you know, that he has for the straight side because it does look like there's a lot of unfairness. And, you know, it, but see, porn reflects society also. It does. And I think no one wants to say that because when, remember when I did that bisexual podcast episode, I did say women are, uh, bisexual women are treated much differently than bisexual men. And when he said, you know, a woman can, you know, have sex with a woman and a man or have sex with a transgender even. And, you know, there's no, you know, red dot next to her name while a guy cannot do the same thing. And, you know, that reflects society because in, in regular day society, a woman can do all that and a man cannot. And this also goes back to what I even said about how the industry is just changing because, 
you know, I think the reason when he said that all these straight performers all have a little mm-hmm. click, straight male performers all have a click and they don't want, you know, the women they work with. Because in the porn industry, everyone has their list of people they'll work with. Everyone, even the black people in porn have their list of people who they'll work with. And um, when he said that these straight males, you know, have they list, they don't want no one else working with them. I agree with that. But see, the porn industry done changed so much. Like OnlyFans, Just for Fans, and all these other online platforms have made it so, you know, no, that, you know, I don't have to go through the studio no more. And, you know, some of these performers are making way more money than when they was making it with the studio. So, you know, all of this, just, I just did this podcast episode just to um, share and expand on what I said in my last podcast episode about bisexuality differences in porn and also um, how the industry is just going through so many changes. This situation even shows the political side because, um, to be honest with you, Jackson, even though he's, you know, very progressive sexually and, you know, you know, he seems to be very, you know, uh, well, how can I put this? He seems very, you know, encompassing of other lifestyles and stuff. You know, he, he doesn't seem like he's on the Democrat side and he doesn't seem like a politically correct person. As a matter of fact, he seems to be very against it. And that goes back to what I said about Brandy Love and, you know, how, you know, a lot of these porn stars you would think are just these super liberal people and they're not. <laughs> and they're not, you know, the, the issue is a little more complicated. But um, ending this podcast episode, I did want to talk about, you know, one thing I noticed about this again was how social media just, just has completely almost gotten rid of you know, two people having an honest conversation. Because, you know, I, I really think, you know, maybe if Jackson and August had sat down, maybe, you know, they could have saw eye to eye or agreed to disagreed. Oh, yeah, agreed. Yeah, agreed to disagree. And, um, you know, sometimes I think, you know, social media gets people all in their feelings. Because, you know, even the Facebook whistleblower said said this when, you know, she was talking on Capitol Hill that, you know, a lot of the Facebook will put out stuff and it will intentionally, you know, because they know it will intentionally get people upset. Because when people get upset, they start clicking and that generates um, traffic, that generates avenue and all that other stuff. And I will admit, I've, I've been guilty of that myself. Where, you know, I, I've had a good day. I go on Instagram and I see one thing and it'll ruin my whole day. And, you know, I had to check myself because, you know, you was happy before you saw this. So why are you letting this upset you? And, you know, it's because some that it reminded me of, you know, a time in my life where everything wasn't right. You know, I was going through some stuff. And, you know, when I saw that, that's what it reminded me of. So I completely... Um, agree with what that Facebook whistleblower said and I think this is one of the many situations that proves that because you know I, I think I, I think you know if everybody had been adults about this everything could have got a handle better even though you know from what Jackson said that situation did not um, 
contribute to her unfortunate suicide which i from doing more research and other stuff that's come out i think that is the case because again she had a long history of depression and her um her husband did um you know i think abuse her really bad her ex-husband um so she was she had been through a lot and you know i think people you know just jumped on that um, and on that note, this is a podcast episode from your boy D, and I hope you enjoyed this piping hot tea. And um, I also want to add, um, I'm starting tomorrow, Monday. I'm going to be taking a four-week social media break. This will be my second social media break. The first time I just did it for two weeks, and this time I'm going to try to do it for four weeks. So um, I'm still going to be uploading podcast episodes, but if you follow me on any of my social media platforms you know you just won't be seeing me posting for a little while so um you all have a blessed day and i love you all so much